The energy is all coffee, okay? I just had a coffee. I have a six-year-old. It's past my bedtime, too, okay? So I can relate. Uh, great big thank you to Sarah, Mariah, Olga. Thank you guys for having us here. What an awesome event this is, right? This is awesome. Like, I am just amazed that I'm in a room with such beautiful people right now. Like, I don't think I've been in a room with so many good-looking people right now. It's kind of intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, a great big thank you. Um, I want to tell you guys a story. You guys okay about a story? I want to tell you guys a story about my first house. We're here at a home ownership summit. I want to tell you guys about that. Is that cool? Can I tell you a story? Yeah. All right, cool. No, I'll keep you up. I'll yell. You got me. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to bring you back in time a little bit, because I might be a bit older than some of you guys, but it was January 1st, 2002, 20 years ago. God, I hate telling this. I feel old now. But I was on my way to university, okay? I was on my way to university, and I got accepted to go to school at the University of Western Sydney in Australia. Has anybody been down south, down in Australia before? Woo! Amazing, right? So I graduated from Mohawk College, was going down to University of Western Sydney, and my dad always told me, you know what? You gotta graduate with no debt. Right, you guys probably heard this from me before. Graduate with no debt so you can buy a house, you can move forward with things, right? So I was on my way, saved a whole bunch of money to go down to university in Australia until I met my travel agent. He told me about layovers. I learned that on a layover, you actually don't have to hop on the next plane. You could actually go and travel. So I was like, okay, so there was a layover going down to Sydney, Australia and a layover in Bangkok. So I was like, hmm, okay, I'm gonna go to Bangkok. Then I went up north to Chiang Mai, did some hill tribe trekking. Then I went down south to Koh Samui, hit a full moon party. Then I took a little plane, went down to Vietnam, went to Saigon, went into the Mekong Delta, went up to Phnom Penh, went to Angkor Wat, Siem Reap. If you guys ever been to Cambodia, super cool. Then went down, took another plane down to Malaysia, went to Kuala Lumpur, went to Singapore, landed in Jakarta. Then I went to Bali as well too. Then I went back and caught my connector flight. Two months later, I blew my budget by the time I got down to Australia. In two months, I had a budget for a year, I blew my budget. I had to call my parents at the end of February and say, Mom, Dad, can you guys send some money? Because I'm out. Glad I was on the other face of the earth right there so they could send some money down. That conversation wasn't awesome, okay? Now, I ended up going to school, had the time of my life, I blew my budget, so I ended up thinking, YOLO, you only live once. You guys ever been in that when you're trying to save money? Okay, so when I got back home, I had paid for tuition, going away to school. I had ended up doing everything I could possibly dream of when I was down there. And I came back to an equivalent of about $60,000 in debt. You guys ever felt the pain of debt on your shoulders before? It sucks, right? So my parents, because they helped me out, they helped me out with a line of credit on their house. So they're like, you know what you're going to do? You're going to get a job, you're going to live at home, and you're going to pay off debt. It's like, okay, dad, I'll do that. So I lived at home, started paying off debt. And what I started doing was I started taking, you guys ever been really, financial, really financially responsible? And what you end up doing is you're like, you're like I'm going to tackle a credit card debt. I'm going to pay something off. And then every two, some of you are like, no, never done that. I want your parents. Okay. I would end up taking my paycheck, it was like, let's say it was 1500 bucks every two weeks. I wasn't making a ton of money in that time. And then every two weeks, I would put like $1,300 onto my credit card to pay it off. And then two more, and I'd spend the other 100 bucks on like a six pack and a movie or something else like that with friends. And then two weeks later, I'd do the same thing again. And then two weeks later, I'd do the same thing again. I'm like, I can do this. I can live in my parents' basement for two years, have no life. 
And then I got a little bit depressed. And you know what I did? I went out and spent a ton of money. Right? My next paycheck, I actually booked a trip to the Dominican Republic with a girl that I met. I ended up spending twice as much money that I saved and put it all back on a credit card. Yeah, not very financially responsible. You're like, is this guy giving us financial advice right now? But the, the fact of the matter is, if you guys ever lived in that where it's kind of like you pay off debt, you do the right thing, you do the right thing, then you do the wrong thing, right? Kind of works with dieting sometimes too. You guys are all beautiful, so you probably never dieted before. But I know for me, I try to diet during the week, Monday to Thursday, and then Friday rolls around, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a cheat meal, right? Friday, pizza, beer. Then I wake up Saturday, I'm like, ah, I can have pancakes on Saturday. Then you want Saturday night rolls around, I'm gonna cheat again. Then Sunday, before you know it, three days have gone by, and I'm fatter than I was on Monday of last week. Right? So I realized at that moment in time that I've got to pick a different mindset to do things. And it was that moment in time where I was like, okay, instead of paying off my debt right now, I got to start saving money and I got to buy a house because I'm never going to get out of this turmoil if I don't buy a house. Okay? And Chelsea, my partner in crime over there, she's going to tell you more about that in a little bit. She's got great strategies for saving money. Okay? And she's going to come up in a couple minutes. Okay? Better than me on saving money. So what I ended up doing was, I bought my first duplex. Okay, you guys know what duplex is? You live in half and you rent out half. I needed my parents to help me out. I needed to convince them to end up saying like, hey, I gotta save up a ton of money. You gotta help me with this. Are you guys okay with it? And they said yes, right? Why is that important? I was terrified to buy my first house. How many of you guys own a home right now? Was anybody a little nervous when they bought their first home? You know, am I gonna be able to afford it? Is everything gonna work out? I didn't wanna look like a loser to my parents and like have to move back home and sell it because I couldn't afford it, right? But I'll tell you what ended up happening, why this is so important, because that house, I ended up keeping, I rented it out and I kept it for over 10 years. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because the last two years, we've had a ton of knowledge about how to make a million dollars overnight. Is that true? You know what? We've been in an accelerated market when it comes to real estate, stocks, bonds, Bitcoin, things like that, where it's like everything looks so easy. And what we want to tell you guys tonight with our financial advice is like, really, it's just, it just takes time. You know what I mean? That we can be a little bit more patient with things. You can buy a piece of real estate, let it wait. So after 10 years, I sold my property. I sold it and it was enough to pay off the mortgage on the house that I live in today. So. That was pretty cool. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be financially secure, financially free by the time I was 35 years old, and I was able to pay it off. So you know what I did? Guess what I did when I paid off my house? <laughs> Fuck no, I threw a party. Are you kidding? Come on, guys. I threw a party. I ended up having a party. I ended up getting a food truck. I ended up having it catered. I would do everything that Sarah and they would do, but not as nice as this, okay? <laughs> I did all that and had Best night of my life, right? I woke up with a little bit of a hangover the next day. Pretty excited that uh, I achieved a really big goal, but a little bit sad because there was one person I couldn't make it to that party, and that was my dad. My dad passed away two years prior from acute myeloid leukemia. You guys ever been touched by cancer before? It sucks, right? So what we ended up doing is we ended up opening up Mission 35 Mortgages, and the whole idea is that you gotta be financially savvy with your money. My dad used to tell me like, you know, spend less than what you make. Kind of crazy advice, isn't it? <laughs> Still holds true today. He used to say, if you're broke making 50,000 bucks a year, you'll be broke making $500,000 a year. It's like, if you can't manage a little, how the hell are you gonna manage a lot, right? So we opened up that mortgage company. 
under the idea that we want to help people achieve financial security through real estate. And we do that through investing in real estate. Canadians love real estate, right? How many people are here are first time buyers or haven't bought a house yet? Woo! All right, go buy a house, contact Sarah tomorrow and go buy a house, okay? And what I want to tell you about just quickly right now here too before I pass it off to Chelsea, and I didn't want to get too detailed in the market right now, right? And I know I'm sure with CIBC and other ones, we'll get some good market knowledge and things like that. No? Ah, F the market. Okay, perfect. Good. The reason being is if I were to read the headlines in 2002 when I bought my house, you know what the headlines said? Real estate bubble. Real estate's going to burst, right? If you, I guarantee, because I've looked through this for the past 50 years, any 10-year interval that you're going to take, you can find bad news, right? And we're riddled with bad news right now in the market. Interest rates were terrible six, well, no, interest rates were amazing six months ago, but you couldn't find a house. You were in competition. It was terrible. It was overheating the market supply. Now, interest rates are going through the roof and properties are plummeting. There's always going to be bad news out there, right? But what you guys need to do is just make sure that you have that tried, tested, and truth. Buy and hold it. And that's what we do and we tell you guys about is you buy a house, you hold it, okay? And then what you do, how many people have owned a house for like three to five years, give or take? Cool. <laughs> nice. Okay. Maybe more. Okay. <laughs> You've got equity in your house right now. Right? And what happens with that equity, right? It's your biggest savings account. The average mortgage right now is $750,000. Do you guys know how much principal you pay down every single year, give or take, depending on the term? It's almost $15,000 a year, right? That's a savings account and it's hard to access. If it were me, I'd be hitting the ATM trying to take that money out, right? But you can't take it out of the house, right? So after five years, you've actually got almost $75,000 saved up there. Right? The average increase in real estate, Sarah would know better than me, but I'm going to say, anybody want to wager what it's going to be? Forgetting the last two years. The last two years were crazy. Eight? I like that number. That sounds good, right? I like to be conservative because I don't want to compete with your little voice in your head, you know, that says, oh, Brian's blowing numbers out of his butt, right? But we end up saying 3%. A $750,000 that's going to increase by 3% is going to go up over five years to $870,000. The reason why I say that is because you guys have an amazing opportunity right now with how the market is right now, because in five years time, the change in your wealth is like $200,000. That's pretty cool for a part-time job, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes, that I don't have to show up for work for, right? Now, double that. If you refinance your house, you take the equity out of your house, how much is that now? if you had two properties going at the same time for five years. You're like, Brian, I just had two drinks, man. Fuck, don't ask me math. Here for a good time, okay? It's $400,000, right? So I just look at the moment in time that we're at right now and there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity for you guys, okay? We're in a market right now where you can get conditional offers accepted with amazing real estate agents, right? The interest rates may be higher, but what you guys also consider too is that rents are almost at their highest they've ever been as well too, right? Everything is relative.